right? And how do we make this process around background checks, you know, more efficient and even, you know, more, more pleasant, right? And those things sure. kind of glue together. And, you know, the, the idea of, you know, using blockchain to power background checks really does get back to this idea of, you know, truth and value. You know, if you mm -hmm. focus on the concept of there being value to someone's identity and their credentials and the fact that, you know, that could be true and verified, that's, that's the insight, you know, that leads to this idea of a background check or credentials that can be trusted over and over again. So, you know, Karma Check, what we're trying to do is to get, you know, to this concept of a reusable background check, you know, where, you know, a candidate doesn't have to be, you know, checked every time, might not have to spend 30000 dollars every month and you know incur you know weeks of time on every candidate's part on all that time that the employer would spend you know waiting for background checks to be done if you had something like a reusable background check that could be even associated with you know a, a, a candidate an individual right so that they could carry around that information from one opportunity to another but that would be amazing if you could, you know, imagine the efficiency and even the cost savings that comes from a model like that. So that, that's kind of the vision that we're, you know, working towards. This episode is brought to you by Kylo Partners. Kylo are your Bullhorn Specialist and Bullhorn's first implementation partner. Our solutions have helped over 950 companies worldwide to streamline, automate, customize, and get more out of Bullhorn. Our products provide you with tremendous ROI, including Kylo Awesome Docs, the complete document management system right in Bullhorn, and the most powerful data management tool in the ecosystem, Kylo Data Tools. To learn more, visit kylopartners.com. This episode is brought to you by Leap Consulting Solutions. Our firm focuses on three areas of opportunity as it pertains to technology in our industry. First is expeditious acquisition of technology, helping you make quick decisions and good investments for the betterment of your organization. The second is business process change management and adoption. And then finally, evangelization of your new differentiators of your digital transformation. Call Leap Consulting Solutions today. What's up, Lauren? How are you doing today? I am super fantastic, Rob. How are you? I am doing really, really well. I have to say we are having a, guys, we're having a very long recording day it just so happens to be one of those days and getting to work with Lauren for more than like 45 minutes at a time is a fantastic anyone's day. Oh my goodness. Well, that's the best thing I've ever heard. Well, the feeling is mutual, Rob. I am, I am enjoying our long recording day today. It's, it's not, it doesn't feel like work. It yeah, like no, it's, it is kind of fun, right? And we, uh, we somehow get paid to create content, which could be way worse things to do in the world. Right? <laughs> so... <laughs> anyway, guys, we are super excited to uh, to have our guest on today. He is the founder or co-founder and CEO of KarmaCheck, which is a background check company that is going to be based on the blockchain or a blockchain. So Eric Lai, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Rob. It's great to be here. 
Laura, great to join us with you as well. We are so tickled, and that's Rob's tickle too, because that's a term he uses all the time. We are tickled to have you. I <laughs> he never, never uses I that never term. <laughs> we are tickled to have you. I okay. So for our audience, let's give them the definition of blockchain. Eric, do you have an easy definition for our listeners of blockchain, or would you like me to recite the actual web? web? <laughs> forgive her, Eric. I think, forgive her. I think her. yours would be much better, Eric. <laughs> well, you really put me on the spot there, Lord. I'm going to try my to describe. <laughs> the blockchain there are so many different ways to describe it but you know basically you know i would say you know the the easiest way to understand it is it's this new technology and basically the way that it works is that it's like the truth right so it's like a database and then when you put something in the database there's this really interesting property with it it's called uh immutability in order to you know i love it i had trouble saying it just now but it just means that you, once you put it on in the database, you can't change that information. And that leads to all sorts of interesting you know, possibilities in that if you record something and it's true, then nobody can mess with it. And you get the information out of that database and you know that nobody has tampered with it, which is where all the power of blockchain you know, comes from. And it is so exciting. So I am very excited about this. I think that it has huge, it can make a huge influence in our personal information and, and how, how we do business. And I, you actually, so for our listeners that you're, I know, I know we put you on the spot, but blockchain defined blockchain is a shared immutable ledger that facilitates the process of recording transactions. Definition now again. Yeah. And tracking assets, but yours, I, as I, as I knew what it was so much more relatable, right? It is this, it's the truth. That's, that's a really, a really cool way profound to put Profound way to put something. That's a profound way to put it. The truth. So, so, so Eric, like, like we said, Karma Check is going to be on a blockchain, which is yours in this case, but, and this is even for me, I actually made someone, I, I actually had, I hosted a panel talk at a wine shop that I frequent in Fort Lauderdale because there was so much noise about Web3 on Twitter at some point. So like, like by the way, guys, the beginning of this episode is going to be us going through some definitions for Eric to help set the language. If you were never sure why your teachers in high school made you do the vocab first, it's because you can't understand what the hell people are talking about if you don't understand the words that are being used. So for all you hated the vocab lessons, this is your vocab lesson. So Eric, <laughs> And you, I was a high school teacher. Eric, can you give us a little bit of context about Web3 and why it's all over the place? Well, I, I love it that you, you guys constantly put me on this the spot with these very difficult <laughs> questions, but I'll, I'll do my best to try to provide some good answers. So, you know, what's interesting about Web3, I mean, there's 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 just so much to, you know, talk about. It, it really was like this journey, right? Of like things building on top of one another. And, and first of all, there was this, you know, blockchain stuff, but I just want to talk about, you know, before we get to Web3, this whole idea of why the truth matters. Oh, yeah, whatever you think. Yeah. Give us the context, and, please. And and the reason why the truth is so important is that it allows all of us to put things that are of value on to this database called the blockchain, things that are of value, right? And so what is the value? So basically one of the biggest things that's of value is money. You know, people mm -hmm. really... They care about money. And so for the first time, you know, in the history of technology, because of the, you know, the coherence of this technology called blockchain, 
it allows you to basically store money in a digital format. And, and that's why there's been, you know, so much around, you know, crypto and tokens, you know, being, you know, on based on blockchain, you know, technology. And so that's a very exciting development. That's why you see all the, you know, projects that, you know, are, are storing digital currencies and digital assets on the blockchain. And the way that that relates to Web3 is that, you know, a lot of folks are beginning to have this idea that there are these sort of, you know, virtual, you know, spaces where we could all interact, right? We can be ourselves, but we can also be other personas. And we want to, you know, interact in these spaces. You know, anyone who's seen, you know, Ready Player One, you know, that's kind of how they can yeah, look like. And then in those spaces, right, not only are we, you know, interacting, you know, we can interact and have transactions. We can, you know, buy and sell things from each other. There can be marketplaces, you know, just like there is in the real world, but they can be virtual. And that's where this concept of money, you know, in the digital, you know, space comes in, right? And that's what gets, you know, a lot of companies, you know, that are, you know, doing business excited because now they can create transactions, you know, in these digital spaces. They can interact with their users. Users can interact with each other. And so it just really, like, literally opens up a whole new set of opportunities. And that's why companies like Meta and Apple and others, you know, are, are you know, really developing technologies, you know, in, in these spaces. And so that's what they call it, Web3. Got it. So and I think one of the things that I always got about Web3 is that it's, it's a lot more about community. So let me pose this to you based on, you know, what you just said, right? So Meta you know, the company formerly known as Facebook is, or part of Facebook, right? If, if you're in Meta's ecosystem, right? You're in their community, kind of like if you join Club Apple, you get never, like we call Club Apple, all the products and, and software that you use when you use an Apple product, right? When you're in Club Apple, you can't get out of Club Apple because it all ties together neatly to a bow, right? So if you're in Club Meta's virtual AR world and you're using their crypto, then you really don't, you, can't, you don't need to leave or you, you really shouldn't, you know, you might not have be able to leave because you have so much value stored there in that ecosystem. Would that be kind of like a, a fair reason why businesses would be so interested in getting, you know, these things running and, and populated? Well, that's a great question, Rob, you know, and yeah, I mean, that's really the reason, you know, it is because these companies see an opportunity to create these new forms of interactions and as you said you know kind of bringing people together in these digital communities in ways that you know they've never been able to do before right so the whole like vr you know goggles and, and you know ar goggles you know that's all part of you know getting people you know into these virtual worlds and 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 so it's you know all the interactions that have happened you know, in the real world, all the interactions that even happen online and, and sort of, you know, the web to the current paradigm of interactions can be transferred into, you know, this web three. And then you brought up this you know, really interesting point around, you know, people being kind of locked in, you know, to, you know, these worlds, right? Like if you're in meta, you're, you're you know, taking advantage of the the Facebook, you know, immersive experience, but you're also using their crypto and you're transacting presumably with other. Well, you can only you can only use their crypto if you're in the meta AR, right? Why would they let you use anything else? That's right, and, and so it's a captive audience, and so there's some of that going on. But you know, one of the interesting things about 
blockchain is that you know, another thing that's the value, right, is our people's identities and their datas and their data. And so, you know, the kind of the previous world, you know, has it that, you know, people's information, their identities were locked into these platforms. And blockchain kind of for the first time allows people to have this control and ownership of their own personal information, their own identity that they can potentially lose from one, uh, you know, world, from one with three platform to another one. And that opens up uh, yet another full set of really interesting opportunities. Awesome. It's fascinating to me as we look at, you know, security issues that we've had in our industry with PII and, 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 and just cybersecurity in general, you know, we deal with a ton of private information, background checks being one component of it. I think that, that the attestation, you know, that, that blockchain gives you, you know, while we don't, and I think that's the misnomer is you don't, as I understand it, now you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the genius here, not me, but you don't store the personal data on your blockchain. It's, it's just creates the trust that the information is accurate. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that's basically right. I mean, that, that's, you know, kind of, you know, the, getting to the details of it, but what the, what the blockchain lets you do is essentially, you know, for any piece of information, it allows you to kind of put that blue check mark next to that piece of information. Verified. Verified, yeah. exactly. And so that, you know, any piece of information you want to make sure the veracity of, you know, the blockchain can record that blue check mark and say, yes, this is the information it's never been tampered with and it is authentic and accurate, at least, you know, the information that was reported, you know, at that time. So, well, it, yeah. I, well, I think consumers should be excited about that, right? With as, I mean, I think every day I get an email from some entity that says, your secure, your, infra, your data has been compromised or some squirrel got in and took something. We don't think anything happened, but, you know. Only time will tell. That's kind of how those messages are received. Yeah. We get them. Yeah, so much. Yeah. The, 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 the truth, I mean, it, it's, an, it's an incredibly important concept, right? I, I got into it a few years ago, uh, ago. And I, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe I feel that, oh, you know, the truth, who has time for that, you know, these days? It's, it's sort of an academic concept, you know, who has time for that? But in fact, it's a really important, you know, concept because, we're seeing, you know, problems with that today uh, mm -hmm. where, you know, there isn't truth. I think the kind of the most explicit example of that is all this fake news and disinformation and the deep fakes that, you know, we're seeing out there in the media, you know, and how do people know, you know, what's, you know, fact, you know, versus fiction, right? And yeah. so they're making important decisions, you know, based on that information. And so, in so many ways, kind of throughout our society and throughout our digital lives, like knowing the truth becomes really, really important. It becomes yeah. really powerful. And to have, I, as a consumer or as a job seeker to, and, and we, even as an agency, I can't tell you. And so I think one of the areas of frustration and having run a large region or having run a large piece of segment of business with an enterprise firm is how much waste happens as it pertains specifically to background checks and drug screens. There's so much waste. And I feel like blockchain can really help us eliminate all this duplicativeness that happens from one agency to another, or one job to another, or or what have you. There, 
I mean, I was spending upwards of $30,000 a month on background checks, knowing that about 25% of those would have been, would have been, will be wasteful, you know, they, and, and that's a huge sum of money. And I know that every agency, you know, struggles with that. So uh, with Karma Checks specifically, how are, you know, blockchain is going to be a part of this. How are you where tell tell me tell me how you are you're going to help us solve those problems yes yeah, so you know the, what you pointed out lauren i mean that that's been on the minds of a lot of folks in the you know recruiting industry and staffing industry you know among employers for you know many many years now right and how do we make this process around background checks, you know, more efficient and even you know more more pleasant right and those things sure. kind of go together and you know, the, the idea of, you know, using blockchain to power background checks really does get back to this idea of, you know, truth and value. You know, if you focus on the concept of there being value to someone's identity and their credentials and the fact that, you know, that could be true and verified, that's, that's the insight, you know, that leads to this idea of a background check or credentials that can be trusted over and over again. So, you know, Karma Check, what we're trying to do is to get, you know, to this concept of a reusable background check, you know, where, you know, a candidate doesn't have to be, you know, checked every time, might not have to spend $30,000 every month and, you know, incur, you know, weeks of time on every candidate's part on all that time that an employer would spend, you know, waiting for background checks to be done. If you had something like a reusable background check that could be even associated with, you know, a, a, a candidate, an individual, right? So that they could carry around that information from one opportunity to another. I mean, that would be amazing if you could, you know, imagine the efficiency and the, even the cost savings that comes from a model like that. So that, that's kind of the vision that we're, you know, working towards a background check. Time and well, money. I, time and money, right? And if you're saving that, I mean, what an impact. And I think I th I also think, you know, this has huge implications in healthcare with our health records. I, I you know, I, true truth and ownership of your own personal data. I mean, that is a powerful as a as an employee or a potential candidate. It's powerful as a consumer. And, and I think it solves a whole host of problems as it pertains to duplicativeness and waste and uh, and everything that sort of erodes our bottom line, you know, in, in this industry specifically where you know, we're always challenged and pushed by our customers to do more for less, uh, you know, yeah. everybody wants more for less. So I, I, I think that that I, I think, you know, that this question of why is that relevant in staffing? It's it's why not? I mean, this, that we have to fix the waste that's in our industry at, you know, in every point at a, on every P&L. Yeah, so that's, I think that's, yeah. that's exciting. To bring it down to, you know, I think, you know, everyday things that we can relate to, you know, from mm -hmm. the technology, you know, it's, there's a big divide, it seems, between, you know, this, you know, idea of blockchain and why it's relevant to staffing. You know, I think the healthcare staffing world, you know, which I know Tyler does a lot in, it's it's totally relevant, you know, in that space. And you know why? You have kind of a confluence of factors in the industry right now that it's almost the perfect storm. 
and mm-hmm. it makes this you know so valuable. On the one hand, you have you know an incredible demand for you know talent, and there's you know demand for talents from from a contingent you know standpoint, right? Contingent labor standpoint, and then you also have this you know set of credentialing you know with healthcare that is so complicated, shall we say? You know, and, and you know so much of it needs to be done. You know, as contingent laborers, you know, travel nurses and so forth need yeah. to, you know, confirm anytime they get placed onto a new, you know, contract. Well, and I, oh, I yeah, guess, sorry to cut you off there. I could tell you that once it took me like nine months to get all of the physicians verifications to get the doctor to go to work at a hospital, to get, to grant privileges, like to get to the privileging meeting, to grant privileges, to get on the schedule because they have a long work history and every time they go to work has to get verified for a physician. So and that could just go on to a ledger in some way, shape, or form. Uh, it's verified, and maybe you have to verify from the license board, like or license that there was no board actions or from any other board. But like that would dramatically speed up. Someone go oh my sorry. god! I like the my brain is like like just going all over the place because there's a million problems that you know we could solve solve for in our industry specifically i mean credentialing you know you you talked about that for our nurses the process that our agencies have to go through to go and collect you know all of these credentials and then validate and reference and do all of these things i mean it, it's painful and it's time consuming and in healthcare specifically you know, I, I think I we always say, you know, no one's dying. It's all right. Everybody's good. But in, in healthcare, yeah, they are. And and speed to market has an impact on lives, on health, on on everything. And so I, you know, my brain goes a million miles a minute thinking about how quickly we could move or how much more confidently we could move forward if we had trust in the process and had trust in credentialing and background checks and drum screens and all of all of the things that we need to do to, you know, get a candidate, get that butt in seat as it were. Sorry, we cut you off, Eric. You remember what That's you said? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I'm so sorry. No, I did. <laughs> oh, I, did. I did it. Okay. Yeah. He's the bad guy, not me, Eric. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. I think that's that's the reason why you know, just getting back to blockchain, why I think there's been many who have taken a look at this technology and they say, look, it holds the promise to a lot of the, you know, challenges that you know affects background checks and screenings and making that more efficient. And it, it's going to be an exciting time. You know, the world is moving faster and faster, especially in you know healthcare staffing and, and staffing, and so the need for you know, companies, employers to place staff is speeding up all the time. And, you know, not to mention the, you know, the, the slowness of the processes today, but just the overall, you know, increases productivity and efficiencies that this kind of technology can enable. It's just, it, it, frankly, it's just kind of mind-blowing, right? So what we hope is that, you know, in five years time, you know, the way that credentialing and background checks, you know, get done. Um, could be very different and, and could could even be a fun and, you know, rewarding experience. Imagine oh, that. Isn't say that it isn't so. You're talking utopia. Yeah, You're sounds... talking utopia and colors and rainbows and everything <sighs> going off right now, you know. I, I might want because to even go back and be a physician recruiter again. I, yeah, right? Because our average hire in commercial is 38 days. Our average hire in healthcare is 49 days. And that, to me, I think that's where the 
biggest opportunity to to bridge the gap to you know improve revenue improve margins you know if you can reduce that time think about are you talking about the time to get someone to work like the time to get somebody to work yes so time to get somebody through the process and 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 all of that 38 days commercial 49 days healthcare that what could i'm going to ask this to to our listeners what could your business do with 49 additional days of revenue that that could be the difference between you know black and red at, on on that on that blessed pnl so i i think that you're absolutely <laughs> right eric it has far reaching implications that could benefit not only the candidate but the, the but the businesses that those candidates support so it's exciting to say the least. Yeah, and I, I feel like, you know, our, our job, you know, here is to, you know, try to take something as abstract as, you know, blockchain technology, Web3 technology, and really like boil it down, right? So it has yeah. a very, you know, friendly face to it. You know, mm-hmm. people can be using this technology without even knowing, you know, if we can do that, we will have been successful in, you know, making this kind of technology very approachable. And, and so that, that's definitely our goal is to bring this, you know, down and make it really easy. We know that, you know, nurses, and, you know, physicians even, you know, they're not, they don't have degrees in technology. They shouldn't have degrees well, to operate this kind of stuff. Neither should the recruiters. And so we can, you know, bring it down to a level where it's it, it's just easy to do. And then, you know, behind the scenes, there's all these wonderful benefits from the you know data and how it's stored and how it's maintained. You know, I believe we've added some value there to this whole activity. Yeah, the tool will pay for itself. Yeah, and guys, just to kind of give you some context, right? Like blockchain is important. Karma Check, Eric's company, is one of the companies that's backed by Bullhard Ventures. They're one of the first investments that they made or one of the first group of investments they made. I was into this, so yeah, some of the biggest technology players in the in the world are excited about it as well. Yeah, I, 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 well, and I, I think that yeah, well, Wolfhorn Ventures, man, they are, Nina has been busy. That team has been busy. And I, I couldn't be more excited about the portfolio that they're putting together. I think it's it's really, well, I, I think that it's going to be game changing for the industry. I'm so pleased that Karma Check is one of those investments. I think that's that's amazing. Rob and I and our listeners, as a little bit of a pivot, love a good origin story. I was wondering if you would share just a little bit of, you know, before Karma Check, tell our listeners, you know, a little bit about how 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 karma check came to be give us give us a little bit of of color around that well lauren it seems like you're dropping a hint it's a pretty big hint so i guess you know you want me to tell uh, a certain story so i guess i'll jump in nope. and try to do my best no we you <laughs> only have to tell the karma check story you only right? have to tell the karma check or or uh, okay or, because yeah there's, there's, there's if you there's don't want to share the bigger story we're okay with that people, okay <laughs> people can figure that out on their own, own eric probably just joking, joking. Yeah. They'll cyberstock you anyway. No. Yeah, they're going to find really? you anyway. Well, like, <laughs> yeah. You're I'm a kind of an oddball, you know, as it comes to, you know, working in the staffing industry and even, you know, on, on background checks right now. So I definitely, you know, grew up being a technologist. So I'm a technology guy, kind of looks at the world through those lenses. And so I've been an entrepreneur. I've started, a, you know, a couple of companies before. And, you know, some of you might know this other company called LinkedIn, where I was one of the co-founders of the company. So, you know, I think a very amazing and, and interesting experience and very glad to be a part of it. But, you know, LinkedIn, right? I'm sure everybody knows who's listening is this, you know, very large and successful professional network. And it has, you know, hundreds of millions of, you know, profiles. And I was really happy to be a part of that, you know, when 
LinkedIn got started, there was really nothing, you know, called social networking. It, it was just the dawn of that period. And, and LinkedIn, we were one of the, you know, few companies along with, you know, others that you've heard of like Facebook and Twitter to be part of that, you know, first generation of social networks. And that definitely, you know, kind of got people, you know, online interacting in communities, online, all that stuff. And, you know, just an amazing experience. And, you know, what I see Karma Check is being is really in a way kind of a continuation of that, you know, because mm-hmm. now that there all this information is online, how do we really, you know, rely on it and, and, you know, bring kind of truth and verification to that information. And so that was kind of the inspiration behind Karma Check. When we started a few years ago, we said, hey, you know, there's all this information. How do we know it's true? It really just started from that question. And that's what led us to the background check space. That's what led us to Karma Check in a way that we were looking for technologies that would help us solve these problems. And blockchain kind of naturally popped up as a really, you know, uh, amazing, disruptive way to solve it. And so we're on this journey, which is really part of a continuum from more than 20 years ago, you know, when LinkedIn got its start. Eric, I was going to ask, I was curious, did you, because there's a very specific blockchain that Karma Check is built on that you own, right? That you created. Sorry. And did you, did you have a diff? did you start that blockchain thinking that you were going to do something like Karma Check or was you guys, you had like a different project in mind when you guys got started on that one that, that it's built on? I'm just curious, mostly personally curious in this case. Yeah. So, you know, blockchain is, is actually a word that actually refers to a lot of different things, right? Yeah. Actually, lots of different technologies. And it is a space that's by its on its own, still undergoing evolution. And so, you know, we're building on a, you know, certain chain, you know, Ethereum and okay. derivatives of that. Got um, it. Okay. So that's what, so it's like a yeah. deriv- derivative of Ethereum. So when I told you earlier that I was going to ask you about proof of stake versus proof of work, that's highly relevant because Ethereum just went through a change or is going through a change actively right now, right? So, yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, it's going through a really fundamental change right now. And, you know, people have probably heard of terms like proof of work and proof of stake. And um, I learned what they meant yesterday. You were. I learned, yeah. So great. But I, I, I won't necessarily, you know, tell everyone all the details. No, but tell everyone. No, tell everybody else. <laughs> but basically this, you know, new change, you know, to Ethereum is solving this problem of, making the Ethereum blockchain, the Ethereum technology, much more efficient and much more energy efficient. So, you know, when it was started, you know, it, nobody on the on that project really thought that it was going to have all these amazing applications or transactions, you know, on the blockchain. And so it was kind of set up in a very different era. And so what happened was it became very expensive to create transactions using Ethereum. It also became pretty slow as a result, as the number of transactions were made on Ethereum. And so what this new move to what they call proof of stake does is it's going to make that those transactions go a lot faster and also make it much cheaper to record a transaction on Ethereum. And that should just, you know, make, open up the, the floodgates for many new kinds of applications on the Ethereum blockchain. That's awesome. So yeah, so maybe to finish this off, which is the, is the end of our vocabulary lesson, Eric, is NFTs and contracts. What the hell are they for in general? Well, well, well. So, you know, NFTs, right? It's been in the news a lot. Yes. A lot of companies are 
you know, jumping on the bandwagon, they're experimenting with these things. You know, people are issuing their collections around NFTs. So NFTs are a specific kind of crypto, let's say, that represents things in the real world, right? So be they, you know, art pieces, be they, you know, tickets to membership or events. But ultimately, you can kind of just think of them as things that represent, you know, things in the real world with value. So I, I keep mentioning this word value because I think it's one of the fundamental you know, things about blockchain and how you understand that. So NFTs carry these things of value and they can be, you know, sold, they can be bought, they can be, you know, traded. And lots of companies have, you know, and lots of people have created these NFTs that represent, you know, art and that represent events, membership that give you access to certain things, things, things of value. So it's really exciting to see, you know, the, you know, concept being kind of applied in so many different ways to so many different things. And I think we'll see a lot more of that. And we're just at the beginning of this whole NFT revolution. And NFTs get at one point be your identity as well, which is really interesting from a background check standpoint. Yeah. Raymond wants, Raymond wants to create NFT resumes at some point. So. There you go. There you go. I think that's going to happen. I think, I think that absolutely, I mean, I've said for, look, the, the resume was invented in 1482. We, we have to have something different, you know, it, it, to me, it's, it's insanity that this is, you know, we still walk around looking for acceptance from strangers with a piece of paper. So there's got to be something more tangible. You've got uh, to a date that. on that. I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed that you actually have the date on when resumes are created. I, cause it dry, it, these are the things I think about Eric. It drives me insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and, and the contracts, it's, it's, it's a word that gets bandied about as well on blockchain, but basically contracts are the programming that exists next to the blockchain that, you know, it sort of enables these applications. They, they bring these applications to life. So whether it's an NFT or, you know, some credentials that get stored on the blockchain or some crypto that gets stored on the blockchain. That's what these contracts are. They're essentially the code. So a contract um, is like the the space between or what interacts with the blockchain to bring things onto it or verify it on the outside. Yeah, yeah. That, it's basically the code that, you know, dictates the rules for how assets, digital assets on the blockchain, you know, works and performs and what they can do and all that stuff. Oh, cool. So okay. the contract is the rules engine. Contracts are the rules engine. Yes. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. She can be taught. Hey. <laughs> well, Eric, this was fantastic. And we did not tell you this, but is there any book you recommend? We did prep you for this. Was there any book you recommend? Or any people, someone you follow? Either or is fine. No, I'm, I'm stumped. You know, the, re the reason is I haven't had a chance to read. Okay. Yeah, recently. So I wish I could recommend something. That's honestly. okay. Definitely. Even if you right. have something in the past that you like. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of old school, you know, when it comes to business schools, uh, business books. I'm kind of old school when it comes to business books. But what I really love this book from a couple of decades ago when I first got into, you know, business, which is this book called Built to Last. Oh, and yes. You have to quit following me. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the, the same authors wrote this other book, Could the Great, which is, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So good to great is a bit easier to read than built to last, but I think built to last. Lauren has it, and Lauren is pulling it out of her gigantic. Eric, Lauren has a book well, problem. Look at this is how much oh, I love this. This one, book so. is footnoted with massive amounts of sticky notes. Which one's that? Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's all those bookmarks. Yeah, 
So, yeah. but it is a great book for its all of its concepts and great ideas about you know what goes into a you know long lasting impactful you know business. And yeah. those those are the kinds of companies that you know I'd love to be a part of and would love to you know help build. So I love that. Well, Eric Lauren has a book problem. Lauren, how many books have you bought this week, or do you have on your desk currently? Okay, so don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge. I have 17 in my cart right now. <laughs> must be an so, avid reader. That's amazing. I am an she avid reader. She chews through books like I crazy. I chew and I read very quickly. And I, yeah, I will chew through anything. And, you know, I love all different perspectives, you know, light, dark, serious, you know. I, I, but I will tell you, I don't do this to every book, this good to great book. I love Jim Collins. I think he's no nonsense. And I'm a kind of no nonsense kind of gal. And so, yes, fantastic recommendation, as is Built to Last. I mean, those are foundational books for sure. Well, Eric, yeah, we, definitely very fair. We, we yes. appreciate the, uh, we appreciate it for you for jumping on. We're excited this to see. Has go, been go so educational. Right. Like we got through blockchain, Web3. We, why it matters. Three, why it matters. You know, trust, proof of work, Ethereum, NFT, contracts. I mean, my goodness, our, our listeners are going to be, they're going to be smarter on the other side of this episode. I'm telling you. Uh, I don't believe we even said something relevant about, you know, staffing or why it matters to recruiters. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I mean, this will make their jobs easier. It's the way that I see it. This will save time. This will save money. This will save, you know, duplicative tasks. I, you know, for me, I think it's a, a no brainer and I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, the problems that Karma Check can solve because background checks is one portion of it. You, the sky's the limit for yeah, where credentials, you can Karma yeah, Check, credentials, you know, all of that good stuff. So there, there's so much expansive opportunity because there are so many problems for for you to solve in our industry specifically. So why is it important to, you know, our, our industry professionals? Because we have problems to solve for the larger human capital, you know, industry. And 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 we tend to be pretty scrappy as an industry. And I, and I think a lot of traditional HCM companies, you know, actually look to staffing to solve for some of these problems. So I, I'm well, really excited to see this. All that waste that, like that that you mentioned is it's better to be on somebody else's P&L and balance sheet. Sure. Than the, the company who's doing, who needs the people. So yeah. Anyway. Yes. Well, it was fantastic. I'm excited to see you in November. And if I don't see you before, Eric, so much appreciated. We always run into each other only in Texas, by the way. So I, and, and, I'm glad to see you. So. Oh, yeah, yes. We'll, and we'll I will see you places. in Texas. Yeah, yeah, Texas yeah. is apparently the meetup. Yeah. So <laughs> there we go. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank, Thank you, you so Eric. much to you both. So signing off, this is Rob. And I'm Lauren. Now go do something good. Thanks, guys.